Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Hernan here, host of the Business Bros Podcast. I want to say welcome to another beautiful day. And I got my co-host, James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance. Thank you all for joining us today. We are so, so excited. We have an amazing show, an amazing guest, uh, and definitely a organization that I can relate with, right? right we here. have today Miss Nancy Maldonado, CEO of the Chicano Federation of San Diego County. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. This oh. is exciting. Oh, We're yeah. excited to be on the show. <laughs> I want to know all about this organization. We got so many questions. Oh, all right. yeah. So many questions. So much good conversation. So much good stuff's going to come from this. We know it. But first, but first, 365 pairs of shoes, ladies and gentlemen, we're still trying to raise 365 pairs of shoes. So if you have a gently used pair of shoes, I got it right this time, or you have new shoes or you want to donate cash, hit James up 619-884-0045 or James at csfirst.com. He'll ride over on his Harley and pick up those shoes from you. So if you have any shoes you want to donate, uh, remember these are for the homeless. So, mm -hmm. you know, if they're, you know, high heels probably won't work, <laughs> but you know, something that they could use definitely will, will, will love to take those off your hands. Yep. Yep. Exactly that. Uh, I don't have anything else. That's it. That's the only, yeah, promo that's the I only got. promo we got right now. No events coming up. Not yet. Not All yet. right. Well, you know what? I'll throw something out there. Uh, those of you, uh, insurance agents that are out there listening right now, we got the agents Alliance convention, uh, going to be coming up in Palm Springs at the end of September. Uh, that was a whole heck of a lot of fun last year. We were just talking about <laughs> it, right? And, uh, it's coming up again this year. So come out and join us. I'm definitely going to be there. Um, we're going to be there with the micro schools, uh, trying to get as many pipeline agents to go out and come out and hang out. And it's always a great time. Lots of great people that you'll meet there. You'll enjoy happy hour. Faux show. <laughs> I'll be there. So, yes, it will be a show. <laughs> All right. Let's get on with this. Nancy, yes. welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks so for having me. Tell me a little bit about your background and then we'll lead up into, you know, the, the Federation. Sure. So actually, my entire background is health and wellness. Um, this is the first time that I've ever not worked in health and wellness. So I have um, a master's in exercise physiology. And prior to um, working in nonprofit, I used to own my own consulting company where I consulted with businesses on how to start their own wellness and fitness programs. So all of my life has been around health and wellness. And then I was working at a nonprofit and I realized, so, you know, I, I wanted to work with underserved communities and we were going into these communities and talking about, you know, eating healthy and exercising. And I realized it was really difficult to get this message across when these communities were, you know, they had more urgent needs to worry about, mm -hmm. like paying rent and childcare and, you know, making sure that their basic needs were met. So when the opportunity came for me to make the switch and go to Chicano Federation and I, and I learned more about the organization and that, you know, we, 
they were already doing you know, affordable housing and subsidized childcare and nutrition. I thought it was a really great opportunity for me to go to a community-based organization that was already addressing the critical needs of the community. And then eventually my, my goal is to bring a more of a health component into the organization. But that's kind of how I made the transition. Isn't it funny how life takes us in <laughs> weird directions? It's very interesting. If you had asked me, you know, where I'd end up, I would have never imagined. But, you know. Now I know. I definitely <laughs> got to sit up straight. <laughs> right? The, the whole health thing. I was like, all right. Yeah. Better check that posture. Better check that posture. I have horrible posture. I told you earlier. No, <clears throat> I mean, that's, that's amazing. I, I know coming from, you know, we're we're from a Hispanic community. My, my parents, uh, my mom's from Mexicali. He was born in Mexicali. Mm-hmm. Got her citizenship here. Mm-hmm. My dad, it's funny, he's from Brownsville, Texas. And the only reason he's a citizen is because apparently grandma made it over, you know, across the river before, you know, he was born. So, I mean, we have very you know very deep roots when it comes to latino culture and we've experienced a lot of different things things from poverty things from diabetes things from lack of health insurance things from not having a place to live all these different things that um that are just part of our struggle part of our life part of our background right right and so you know when when we come across organizations like yours um that can you know basically give some education give some little bit some little bits of knowledge because they're in in our culture there's one thing you can definitely say about our culture is that we're not afraid to work right right? we're we're really really good at at busting our butt and get out there doing some work the problem is that's about the extent of what our culture has as far as advancing from generation to generation it's just to get by it's just to get by so tell me a little bit about the organization, and, and I, I mean, you've already kind of hinted on some of the things. What are what are some of the the bigger things that you that you've been pushing um, that that maybe have been going on that you have events coming up or something like that that help um, our our you know Latino culture like you know get to the next level. Sure. So I mean, you <clears throat> kind of touched on it, right? As a culture and as a people, we love to work, but we also have this entrepreneurial spirit. That, um, that you Chicano Federation taps into. So one of the programs that we have and we've had for a number of years is we recruit or you know engage women from the community and we teach them how to start their own um, business, their own home childcare, right? Because you know they, they can do that at home and a lot of people in our community are already doing that. Mm-hmm. So we teach them how to turn it into a business and how to make money off of it. And it can be a very profitable business. And here in San Diego, there's such a shortage of childcare spots legitimate child care providers right right, right yeah. that are licensed that are offering you know curriculum that are teaching children so we teach women how to do this and how to make money off of it and then for us for our organization it's also a win-win because we have a couple of programs so one of them for example is we partner with home daycare providers throughout the county so if they take care of children from low-income families we can reimburse them for the cost of taking care of those children it's a double edge right yes. there. That's beautiful. Right. So we teach them how to open their own business, and then we help them with keeping the business open, basically. And then we have another program where we're able to reimburse them for the cost of the food if they serve healthy food. So, okay, uh, this is like one of my favorite <laughs> things to talk about, first of all. Startups okay. is my is yeah. like my thing. It's the, it's the For me, it's, it's the idea pops in your head. Once the idea is there, you just can't yes. stop thinking about it. You wake up in the morning, you're thinking about it. You go to sleep, you're thinking about it. Um, and it's it's one of those seeds that I love to plant. And the, the, the concept of, you know, giving 
a stay-at-home mom because oftentimes they stay at home not because they can't work it's because it's a full-time job raising a family it's tough to do that and they have you know multiple kids and sometimes it's the tia or the mom or the cousin Mm -hmm. that stays home with all the kids from the family right so turning this into a business there's a lot of aspects to child daycare that are difficult to come by that's the reason why many people don't do it things right. like permitting process things like passing you know inspections in your home mm-hmm. to make your home child proof and even things that are to their benefit that they might not understand yet like how much of that house is deductible well it depends right. on how many hours you own the daycare right how many how many hours are you doing uh, you know are you operational because yes. it's different you know and when it comes to the different tax applications now all of a sudden you have a small business now you're not a normal 1040 person now you have right. a schedule c now you have to you know start bookkeeping and keeping track of what income's coming in and sending out the receipts at the end of the year i mean there's a ton that goes into it there like is. i said my mind goes crazy yes. with this stuff, right? <laughs> but you know how much of that stuff is is the chicano federation helping them get you know understand that side of the business right so in the beginning we teach them all sorts of things like you know business law how to do their taxes how to even create a contract But then, you know, one of the things that we just recently did is we partnered with the Women's Business Center who offers all of those services and they can be ongoing services. So we, um, you know, will eventually have someone that's staffed at our office that by appointment only people can come in and get advice or, you know, whatever problems or situations or challenges they're having with their small business. They have someone there that can help guide them through that. How important is that? Like legal counsel, right? Right. I mean, mean, or if, you know, just business advice and then they can offer resources on where to go for that specific you know challenge Question. that they're yes, having yes yes because yes. yes. that, that could be a lot of different things i mean it does, all those things are immensely i mean invaluable like right. i can't put a price on that sort of advice because you know in in here's the other analogy that that we always talk about in the latino culture we always talk about the crabs in the bucket analogy yes. you know what i mean <laughs> and it's it's funny and it's not funny at the same time because you know, you might have somebody who's who has been taking care of the kids for a while mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the idea pops in their head like, oh, my gosh, I can actually do this as a living. But then you also get the rest of the, you know, people around you telling you things like, who do you think you are? Like, you can't make money in this. Like, <laughs> right. what do you, what, what do you, you know, and it, it's funny, but it's true, right? It's true. Like, who, what, you think you're in business now? Like, what, you think you're, you're better than us? Like, this sort of mentality, you know, and, and to help somebody not only with the idea, the concept, and then the implementation, but also um, supporting them in, in understanding that this is just something that happens regularly. You need to push through these, right. through these phases. And I, I feel like oftentimes, more so uh, the women are are more susceptible to that kind of ridicule because right. because of the machismo in our in our culture right like yes. you need to make sure dinner's on the table the house is clean like right. you don't have any business you know going on and starting a business earning the revenue comes from my side right. so how much of that stuff do we are you guys able to you know nurture and, and help get you know past that Well, you know, a big part of it, too, is because we already have such a network of women who have done this. Mm -hmm. So it's it's that when they all come together and help empower each other and talk about, no, I've been doing this. I mean, we have women who have been in our programs for 20, 30 years. So if they're able to share their stories of this is how I started, this is how I overcame these barriers. And we have conferences every year where we bring all of these women together and they all I mean, they already know each other because most of them have been in our programs for such a long time. So we just recently had it um, had our our annual 
annual conference and it was really powerful to see all these women come together and share their stories, but also to kind of motivate and inspire each other, right? And if I've been doing this for 30 years, you know, someone who's new and just started, you can do this. Absolutely. So it's, it's building that camaraderie and that, that community and also having resources so that when you're having these challenges, they can go to each other and they know that. And that's, it's really powerful to see. Well, yeah, having that network. Yes. So I love the fact that in our, in, in almost any culture, no matter what, storytelling is vital, right? Mm-hmm. It's how we pass on our heritage. It's how we pass on our culture. Right. It's how we, you know, it's the things that are entertaining. You can do them by the campfire. You do them around yes. the, you know, while everybody's making tamales at Christmas, right? The stories <laughs> yes. are being shared. Sometimes they're chismosa stories, but sometimes <laughs> they're okay good too. stories, right? Stories are stories. Um, one of the things that we're, we've been working on is trying to develop a way to visually tell these stories Mm -hmm. so we're coming up with a couple different projects that we're working on to help people um with telling their story not you know part of it is yes standing on stage and sharing it the other thing is what if we documented it what if we Mm -hmm. took all this information uh, took all your story you know walked you through the whole process we had a video documentation of everything you're doing so you can share with these type of people how 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 do you do you think that's something that people in your organization would be open to Absolutely. I mean, well, some people, right? Um, We just had one of the, uh, a a person in our program reach out to us and say, I really want to share my story because it is so powerful, right? And we actually did do a video of it. And it was someone, a resident who was in our affordable housing program, because that's the other thing that we do is affordable housing. And she started off with a small home childcare. She went through our program. We taught her how to open her own business. She also enrolled in our nutrition program. So she was in affordable housing. She was getting kind of a subsidy for the nutrition. And she wanted to share with us that she was now in a position to buy her own home. And it was because of the income that she made and you know the, the programs that she was able to enroll in. And it was so great for her to share that story and for visually for us to be able to see and go into her new home and look at it and feel it. And I, I you know, to your point, I think it's really different to see it. Mm-hmm. It really helps you feel kind of what her experience was and how much our organization helped to get her there. So I love what you're saying about really like filming and seeing these stories in action because I think it, I think it makes it come to life. Yeah, videos that uh, mm-hmm. I like to, it's like that Disney magic, right? Yes. Right, you just, no, right. all of a sudden, you, it's it's here, right? Yes. You, you tear up or yes. you really get choked up or you smile or you laugh, whatever it is that they're going through in their emotions, yes. it, it it transcends through that type of video content. Well, cool, I like that. You, I, I, let's talk a little bit about the, the affordable housing and it kind of parallels with the, with the video stuff. So uh, California passed some new regs recently about the AUDs, about the additional auxiliary units. And those are awesome. And I'm thinking about it in, you know, we're working on a program where um, we have a lender that we work with. Shout out to uh, Anthony Ramirez, who's trying to put together stuff to help Latino families, you know, qualify for homes. And one of the biggest issues is the financing, either uh, a couple things, either you get paid all cash, Right. Or you haven't filed tax returns or whatever it is. Or maybe you're, you're, you do have income, but you need a little more income to qualify because the places in San Diego are, are super expensive. Right. So we have a program that we've been working on, too, and that we want to document all the way through for you know families that, that are interested in doing this, that um, we can essentially buy them a home that is in the you know, could be in the worst condition. 
but we get the financing in place for them. We do all the rehab mm-hmm. for them. We get them to a, uh, to a position where we add an additional unit for them. And now you have an additional unit that has rental income. And that rental income coupled with whatever income they had all of a sudden qualifies them for the property. Right. And then, you know, this this is a whole path. Taking somebody who never even thought about the possibility mm-hmm. of having a home, getting them to the point where now they have a home that they've had input on how they want it. And it's supreme. It's clean. It's brand new. And they have an additional income source coming in. Like now, you know, if that that in itself is magical. Yeah. But we want to take it one step further. And we want to say, look, your mortgage was X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Now with your rental income, you're saving an extra X amount of dollars. What are you going to do with that? You know what I mean? And now right. it's opening the eyes of, have you ever heard of things like life insurance or investment portfolios or things, you know, opening the right. mind of somebody who's never heard of these sorts of things before to build true long-term generational wealth. Right. Because they're capable. They work very hard. Absolutely. So, I mean, you guys are doing affordable housing. Tell me a little bit about that and then, you know, I'll jump back into this other this other project because I think they work very well yeah, hand sure. in hand. Um, yeah, so we, Chicano Federation owns nine apartment buildings in central San Diego. And so we are able to offer those at below market value rates. Mm-hmm. And we do pride ourselves on the fact that, you know, we've stayed on the lower end of that range to keep it really affordable for our tenants. And... You know, it's funny because people ask us about our waiting list and it's one to two years, which for San Diego is actually really great. Yeah, um, eight, I think it's like six or seven years. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's up there. So, yes. Yeah, it's way up there. Um, but the reason that, pe- that, reason that our, our waiting list is so short is that people tend to income qualify out. So after they get above a certain income, they don't stay Which in our... Which is a beautiful thing, by exactly. the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, you know, we do, we, we are proud of that. But so, yes, we have nine apartment buildings that we have that are all affordable housing. Two of them are actually for seniors and one is for individuals with disabilities. Wow. See, and I love the fact that I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that when you when you get a tenant that comes into one of your places... Um, it's 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 almost implied that it's this is not long term. This is your step up, right? right? This is not. We don't yes. want you addicted to a system. Correct. We want you to use this as a as a stepping stone to get you in a position where you can take advantage of whatever it is that you're doing. And just know that right now, yes. you need that little bit of help. Absolutely. So yes, we do pride ourselves. I mean, it's in our mission that our you know it's all about empowering our community and it's all about self sufficiency. We want people to get to the point where they are self sufficient, and you know everyone needs a little bit of help sometimes. So we're there to help people with that step up. That's that's beautiful. So so how often do these uh, these tenants? Uh, how long do they tend to stay? You know, normally. It varies. Um, you know, I mean, we do have some tenants that have been there for a number of years, and then we have tenants that are able to move out after a few months. So it, it really it really does vary and depend on the situation, on the property. I mean, everyone has a very unique and individual story. That's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know, I have really the honor and the privilege of hearing some really impactful stories of, of people who come to to our organization you know just needing help and are able you know after a few months are able to make it on their own and and you know they just they just needed a little bit of help for a short amount of time and that's really what we want to be is that resource but also to help people know what else is out there right because there's so many amazing organizations in san diego doing some really great work 
And the problem is a lot of the times our community doesn't know about them. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing that we try to do is make sure that we're providing resources and referrals and, you know, information about other things that are out there that could be really helpful depending on what people, what situation someone's in and what needs they have. Well, that's that's kind of, yeah, I mean, you, you hit it right in the head. That's kind of a major problem with a lot of nonprofit organizations is uh, that commitment to to exposure. It's almost like, it's almost like a... <clears throat> I hate to say it, but it's almost bureaucratic in the sense that um, the way you promote yourselves tends to be really old school, right? right? It tends to really be very word of mouth. It tends to really be uh, paper oriented when today there's so much stuff like this, right? Like a podcast, like ad spend on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and those sorts of things. So how how do you think... um, how beneficial would it be for you guys to have somebody to come in and like sit down with you and say, look, this is what, who do you want to target? Who are, who's our target audience here? And then spend some time, you know, generating kind of content that you need to get that message out there. Cause I think it's vital. I, agree. I think it's vital. And, and I think your waiting list should be longer and <laughs> because of more exposure, <laughs> right. You know, and, and also, and I think it's twofold. One is exposure of what, you offer Mm -hmm. the other is how to get involved yes right because it works it works there's both ends of the spectrum there there's there's the donor side and then there's the consumer side right you need you need exposure for both yes what are you guys doing right now to for for that kind of exposure so I just got the permanent CEO position in January. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and we did. We did consult with someone. We brought on a PR firm to help us. And, you know, it was really kind of around our um, 50th anniversary because this is our this is Chicano Federation's 50th anniversary year. Mm-hmm. And so we just had our 50th anniversary ball in May. So we brought someone on to kind of help with the promotion of that event, but also to get the word out about who we are and what our organization is, because I think, you know, back to your point, we hadn't traditionally done that. And that's so important from, you know, for a number of different reasons. So we did bring someone on to help with that. Um, Obviously, in terms of exposure and marketing, there's always Mm -hmm. more to be done. But we did start to do a lot more social media, right? We did do the the ads on, on Facebook and Instagram to get, you know, those, especially those younger followers who might not necessarily have heard of a 50-year-old organization, right? Especially one called Chicano Federation. I mean, a lot of times the younger generation doesn't relate to that term. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are, you know, we are doing some things around that, obviously more to be done. And if there was, you know, anyone that wanted to come and help us with our marketing, I'd be more than um, open to that. But um, a lot, a lot more work to be done in terms of, you know, where we're shifting and where we're moving for the next 50 years and what our organization, what we want to look like and what we want to represent. I think honestly honestly it's your stories that are going to shape the difference yes that's your PR campaign should be 100% centered around your story your brand should be 100% about the people who you've helped and the people who've whose lives you've changed and the ones who have benefited because of that like 50 years old right right I mean that's old enough to have grandchildren Yes. You know what I mean? (laughs) So there are stories of generations of you know if it wasn't for this my life would be so different. Yeah, no, you're right. And one of the things I love about this organization is that I can't go anywhere in San Diego without meeting someone who has some connection to the organization. It was either I used your programs or I know someone who has, or, you know, I used to be a board member. That's one of the things I love about Chicano Federation is it feels like everyone has a connection to it. But you're right, those stories, because 
I'm telling you, I've heard some amazing, powerful stories, especially when it comes to children, right? Because most of the work we do is, is with children and the, the stories that we hear of the children who have been impacted. In fact, just last week, we had our, um, um, our health insurance, right? We were renewing our health insurance and for our employees, and we had um, a person come in to do the presentation on what the health benefits are. And she had gone through one of our programs and it was so cool to hear, you know, here she is, you know, she has this great career and she had gone through our, um, through our pre- preschool program many years ago. That's amazing. Yes. See? I mean, <laughs> again, those are the lives yes. that, that you've changed, right? Those are the stories that we want to tell. Those are the stories that you get to impact. And there are so many people that are already involved. I'm sure your mm-hmm. list, your email list is huge. So there's a lot of things that you guys can do to uh, grow within right. and then also expand out, out, outward. I think it's, I, I, I honestly, I think it's such a beautiful thing. Let's shift all the way back to the beginning, okay? So right. your background is in health. Yes. And fitness yes right <laughs> so um one of the biggest issues with it's i say it as a joke all the time it's it's funny but probably not but i'm gonna say it anyways <laughs> it's my show i'm gonna say it anyways <laughs> you know why you know why uh mexicans have heart disease diabetes and obesity you know why you know why it runs in their family well i have my theories but i'd love to hear yours <laughs> because nobody runs in our family <laughs> Boom, there, I dropped it. <laughs> Actually, I disagree with that. Well, it's changing. <laughs> yes. See, the, the, and that's that's the beauty of things like the internet, things like the education yes. system, because those con- those things are changing. Like my kids, they, my son eats grapes like crazy. He doesn't want to eat chips. They don't drink soda. I have a bunch of soda down there because of his birthday party. Mm-hmm. And literally, it's about to go down the drain because my kids don't drink it. Good for them. Right? And, and that's great. Yes. That's great. But again, it's a culture shift. When I grew up, and I would go to grandpa's house. There was always soda. Yes. Right. And, you know, those it's just a generational shift. So, you know, that's one of the one things I wanted to get back to you on was was as the CEO. Now that you're seeing some control, now you're now you're getting an overlay. Now. Now you've probably as a CEO spent some time just observing. Yes. Right. And getting to know the processes. Um, but what do you think? Uh, how, how do you think you're going to start implementing some of the health strategies? Because I think those are kind of vital. Absolutely. Well, I think we have a really easy opportunity to, like, for example, in our affordable housing, right, bringing in a health component and health programming and education. But, you know, back to your point about, so as a culture, we're very active people. Yes, we are. So I think it's it's really looking at like the nutrition and the other pieces of it, right? Because stress has a lot to do with it, you know, like the emotional well-being and health. convenience? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because, I mean, right. it, honestly, like, yes. it's going to cost me five bucks to go to Jack in the Box and get five hamburgers and everybody's not hungry anymore. And if I do that every day, I mean, they might run and swim and right. jump and do all that stuff. But if I'm feeding them processed food yes. the whole time every single day, but in, in my case, I can change that up. And other people... Yes. Five bucks is a lot. And of course. It changes, you know, it's, it's that different dynamic. Yes. And so one of the things that we've tr- started to explore is those partnerships and those collaborations, right? Because there are organizations that are doing really great work around providing healthy, you know, access to healthy food for low income communities. So making sure that our communities know about those resources and have those available. So, you know, for our affordable housing, you know, that's a very easy opportunity for us to provide that education, bring in the resources to them. 
And then, you know, it all starts, I mean, I'm a big believer in that a lot of these habits and a lot of this starts in early childhood, Mm -hmm. right? So we have that opportunity because so many of the children that we work with are, you know, we're in early childhood education, making sure that these children are learning about these habits and these things that they can do from a very early age and learning about the importance of it. That's one of the reasons that I love our nutrition program. We are ensuring that thousands of children every single day are getting healthy meals when they're in their home child care. And it benefits not just the children, right, because they're eating healthy, they're learning about the importance of eating healthy, but it's also helping to keep a small business in business because we're we're helping them offset the cost of expensive, healthy food. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons I love those programs, but there's so much more that we can be doing. And I think teaching children from an early age is key. Yeah. So good job to you for teaching your kids not to drink soda. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I wish I could take all the credit. That was, oh. that was mostly the wife. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a big water drinker. Yes. So, I mean, I drink water all the time, but she's the one who, who really pushed on, like, you know, let's not have sugary stuff in the house. And, you know, I can't I can't say that's great for all the things my kids do, right? Because my daughter will eat some Nutella like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> Right, but uh, but you know, there's at least it's it's. I, I think again, it's generational, right? They understand that what they're doing mm-hmm. is right and wrong, and that there's moderation in between. Versus, you know, before, and, and that's that to me again. That's the beauty of having like internet access. The internet is a huge, like it's the game changer of our century. It's the it's the medium that opens up the door. And I I say this all the time. When I was a kid, the most information I ever got was the encyclopedias that my mom bought. Right. If I stepped in the library, right, and the friend that maybe knew everything, right? oh, that gosh. was the extent. That was the extent of my education. But today, like the kids have access to so much information. Information is commoditized. There is no reason why you can't find anything out that you don't want to find out. So I right. think, I think naturally, these good habits are working their way to the top. You know, the cream rises, right. and so they're working their way to the top. And kids are kind of understanding that I can make a change in my life. And if we can also say, look, this is good information. By the way, there's more from this organization and there's opportunity at this organization and you can get this from this organization. I think those yes. things are going to be, you know, major game changers because I, I mean, I work with high school kids and there's some kids that come to me and they, you know, they'll tell me things like I've been living in a, in a motel for mm. the last, you know, three months. I don't have Internet access at this time, you know, right. li- things like that, that you you don't understand at first glance right? that you have to get, dig a little deeper. And if they maybe knew that some opportunities were around, I mean, life-changing, life-changing yes. for sure. Yes. And I think it goes back to your point where there's, you know, especially nonprofits aren't doing enough to market what they do. I'm always amazed when I find out like new nonprofits and the services that they offer. And I always think, why didn't I know about this? Why don't other people know about this? I think that we can all do a better job of talking about what we do and about collaborating because there's so much great work being done here i wish that our communities knew more about what's out there well i'm going to definitely put you in contact with with anthony because we're going to be launching this cool program and we specifically want I to think focus actually on- they are already in contract he commented and said that uh, minerva is working on it oh, with good him. Perfect. There you go. Yes, she's one of see? our board members. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Like I said, see right? how that works? Yeah, see? Community, right? Community. It's yes. already there, right? Six yes. degrees of separation. Not here. Not with the Chicanos. We have like <laughs> 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 separation. <laughs> 
No, well, I mean, well, thanks again for being on the show. That makes it easy. That was going to be my... Right? Thanks, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> that was my last end right yes. there. Was, thanks, Minerva. Yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> well, do me a favor. Uh, last little bit. Uh, look at your camera. Ignore your little calendar notation. <laughs> but look at your camera. Go ahead and tell people, how do they get a hold of you if they either need your resources or if they want to contribute uh, in any way? Absolutely. So yes, our website or our phone number. So it's ChicanoFederation.org is our website, has all the information on our programs, has different ways to contact depending on what program somebody might be interested in. And then in terms of getting involved with our organization, obviously, you know, we are um, always looking for, you know, donations for volunteers. Any money that we raise goes towards supporting our programs and towards building capacity because our programs are always full, which means that there is definitely a need here in San Diego. So any money that we raise goes towards our programs and allowing more people to enroll in our programs and allows us to help more people. And then in terms of volunteers, you know, we're always looking for individuals to get involved, to lend their talent, their, you know, whatever, you know, resources that they have to the organization so that we can not just improve the quality of the programs that we already have, but also add more programs and bring in more resources for the families that, that we serve, because there's always more that we can be doing to empower these families and help them to really break this cycle of poverty. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I'm going to tell you from my personal experience, I'm sure you've had the same, James has had the same. When you change somebody's life, when you're able to give something to somebody that to you might be minuscule, but to them changes the entire world, something like as simple as giving somebody a blanket, giving somebody okay. shoes, or you know, opening their eyes via an education or some, some sort of stuff. This is the reason why we have the podcast. This is the main number one reason. And if you've ever heard any of our shows in the intros, our number one rule is to be of service to others. And that's really ultimately mm -hmm. what it comes down to. So if you ever do that, I promise you, you're going to feel a type of joy in your heart that it's more addicting than any drug out there. And then anything that you've ever done in life is to bring that kind of joy to be of service to others to give so if you guys have any place in your heart and maybe it's not this organization but it could be any organization get out there and do something be of service to others be helpful <clears throat> be mindful and you know enjoy life because that's what it's about it's about it it's about sharing it with other people so nancy thanks for being on the show thank you so much for having me i had so much fun we didn't even have to talk about chucky <laughs> oh, but uh -oh. We, uh -oh. we will. <laughs> Drop that one at the end. I had to. I had to. All right, ladies and gentlemen. On a happier note, or another note, make sure 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. So if you have any shoes, reach out to James, 619-884-0045, or james at csfirst.com. He'll ride over in his Harley, pick up those bad boys. And of course, for all your insurance needs, whether you need life, health, uh, business, personal, whatever you need, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. And if you want to add insurance into your particular business because you want another revenue stream, hit them up for those types of things too. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for you guys today. Oh, wait, I don't. I have one more question. Who do you think would be a good podcast guest? Oh, I forgot about that one. Good job. Oh, last minute, huh? Last minute. Good save. Good well, save. Well, since we already dropped her name, why don't you invite Minerva on here? That's all right. Yeah. Minerva it is. Boom. All right. Hey. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, with that note, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home? or have a business that needs insurance? 
Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at cusfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 